This is the Public News Service Daily Newscast, March 17, 2022. I'm Roz Brown. Stocks rose after the Federal Reserve raised interest rates a quarter point, as expected, calming inflation fears, and signaled more to come this year, the first raise since 2018. After Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky's historic speech to Congress yesterday, President Biden announced an additional $800 million in security aid to protect Ukraine. In the U.S., almost 60,000 children and youth under 18 are incarcerated on a given day, according to the ACLU. Though that number varies daily, there are efforts to reduce those numbers across the country. Eric Galatis reports on one strategy in Colorado. Colorado lawmakers are considering a bill that would raise the minimum age for prosecuting children for crimes from 10 to 13 years old, except in cases involving sexual assault or homicide. House Bill 1131 cleared the Judiciary Committee last week and is under review by appropriations. Elise Logeman with the ACLU of Colorado says when children are handcuffed, arrested, fingerprinted and locked up, the trauma they experience creates a host of long-term negative impacts. If a child is detained, that process can actually increase their chances of being incarcerated in the future by up to 41%. Younger children under age 13 are at a higher risk of being victims of violence or sexual abuse while they're incarcerated. They're also less likely to graduate from high school and find employment later in life. The Denver Post reports that last year more than 500 children between 10 and 12 years old were charged with crimes in Colorado's juvenile courts. Logeman points to years of data showing that scared straight strategies, the notion that kids experiencing jail will get their act together, are misguided. Most parents have seen firsthand how punishments don't always lead to improved behavior, and Logeman says the main reason is because the frontal lobe of children's brains haven't fully developed yet. An organization in Montana is providing a more relationships-based alternative to reduce the school-to-prison pipeline. The Center for Restorative Youth Justice is based in the Flathead Valley and started as a youth-run court. Now the organization gets referrals from schools and youth courts in an effort to reduce young people's involvement in the legal system. Executive Director Catherine Gunderson gives an example of what restorative justice can look like. She says to imagine you're a kid who accidentally threw a baseball through your neighbor's window. The neighbor could get the police involved or you and your parents could go over and have a conversation about what happened and how to avoid it in the future. From there, you're really building relationship and community and accountability. Okay, I'll pay for it, and uh, it really wasn't personal. And I think we've all had experiences where that has a deeper impact than just paying a fine. A recent study from researchers at Washington University in St. Louis finds juvenile detention may not have the positive rehabilitative effect it's designed to have. I'm Eric Tegadoff reporting. This is PNS. California, the golden state, only got D on this year's environmental scorecard, a influential scorecard put out each year by the nonprofit California Environmental Voters. This from Suzanne Potter. The low score mostly comes from inaction on the many climate bills that stalled in the state Senate, even though Democrats have a supermajority. Mary Creesman with California Environmental Voters says many Democratic lawmakers talk a good game, but then vote to delay climate action. We actually have the solutions and the technology, and all of those things are actually job creators, too, and will advance our economy. What we don't have is the political will to do it at the rate and scale that science tells us we have to. Most cell phone spots since 2008 run on 4G networks, but a number of security systems, medical alert devices, and school bus navigation systems still depend on 3G. This from Lily Bolke. 
AT&T already shut down its 3G network in February. T-Mobile has plans to do so in July and Verizon at the end of the year. Mark Doyle directs emergency services and communications at the New Hampshire Department of Safety. He notes the transition away from 3G is to build capacity for newer networks, such as 5G, which is growing rapidly and takes a lot of bandwidth. 3G is older technology, but still is in use, and it's in use in a number of different capacities, including phones, smartwatches, e-readers, medical alert devices, tablets, some home security systems, and some automobile SOS systems. He urges folks to reach out to their service carriers or other manufacturers of devices that may still be on 3G networks and find out what they need to do to stay connected. Some Ohio residents fear that a constitutional carry bill signed into law by Governor Mike DeWine this week could lead to more domestic violence incidents around the state. Helena Spellavita at Kent State University helped report this story from Ohio, along with Emily Scott. Senate Bill 215 eliminates the requirement for gun owners to obtain a concealed carry license and complete the proper training to receive a permit. Ohio has no state laws that prevent people convicted of domestic violence misdemeanors from possessing a gun. Although there are some federal-level protections, Dr. Michelle Grimm of Toledo City Council's Health Promotion and Access Committee says abusers have found ways to get around restrictions. Ohio has some pretty weak domestic violence firearm laws. There's gun violence everywhere. And um, I think, you know, it's important that we address uh, gun violence everywhere. It's not just our cities. It's also our rural areas. The Lautenberg Amendment declares it a felony on a federal level for any individual previously convicted of a misdemeanor crime of domestic violence to possess a firearm. Proponents of the bill argue that it won't correlate with the number of domestic violence instances. This is Roz Brown for Public News Service. Find our trust indicators at publicnewsservice.org.